This week, the Neverland Podcast is sponsored by me. If you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, I now have a menu bar across the bottom of the header, and you'll see one that says F-O-T-M. That stands for Friends of the Magic. If you heard last week's show where I interviewed Paul Berry, you heard him mention the Friends of the Magic meet going on in Anaheim, California at Disneyland. I have started a Kickstarter project, which you can find the link if you go to F-O-T-M on NeverlandPodcast.com. With this Kickstarter project, I need your help to send me over there. I can then record audio and video. Now, once I have recorded that audio and video, I can share the audio on the podcast, and I can share that video in a DVD. Once you go to the Kickstarter page, you will find where you can sponsor to back for getting a t-shirt for 20 You can get a 2009 Walt Disney World trip, my first trip to Walt Disney World, my only trip to Walt Disney World, or a Disney Park at all. Uh, you can order that DVD for $20. You can pre-order the DVD of the Friends of the Magic Meet for $20, or a combination of one of the DVDs and a t-shirt for $40, or you can get both DVDs and a t-shirt for $50. Now, none of this actually pays off, though, unless we hit my mark of $3,000. Until that time, if, we, if it expires and we don't quite hit $3,000, no money will be taken out. You're only pledging at this point, uh, and it just means the project fails. I'm not going anywhere. Nobody gets a t-shirt. Nobody gets a DVD. Well, we can't have that happen, so everybody go to NeverlandPodcast.com, and on the menu, find F-O-T-M, click there, Find the link for my Kickstarter right there at the top of that page and come and support me because it's all making content for you. The Neverland Podcast, Episode 24. Welcome to Neverland. Take a start of the right straight until morning. Neverland. Neverland has been invaded by a giant dinosaur. <laughs> We're going to talk Godzilla this week because, uh, of course, hey, there's some nostalgic history. We all probably grew up with some Godzilla when we were kids. But uh, for now, I am your host, Jeremy, and I'm inviting you to pull out your pixie out of your pocket, shake her around, get a little bit of that pixie dust, get your happy thought, and fly away with me to Neverland one more time. And we're going to have some fun today. Of course, I do have some regular nerd news, and then I do have a special guest. His name is John. I have known him uh, about as long as I have known Phil that you've heard previously on this show. And we're going to sit down and discuss Godzilla. Now, I will go ahead and put just a fair warning to parents that normally my show is pretty much G-rated. It is always a family-friendly show, but this this conversation I have with John might be a bit more PG. So if you're a, a very cautious parent and you would like to pre-screen before your children happen to hear this program... I will not be offended by that. Just go right ahead. Uh, but I'm also trying to warn you so I don't get a lot of complaint emails of people saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. Uh, we really didn't say anything bad. In fact, if you've let your children watch a Shrek movie, they have seen and heard worse than anything that we mentioned in our, our little talk. 
Um, and it kind of rambled about, but I, I was thinking about cutting it down and editing it. But, you know, it's just kind of a fun conversation, so I'm going to just let it fly as it is. So we have that coming up. Of course, then we do have a fun song of the week for you this week. And also... As I said, some nerd news, and uh, there were some pretty fun things that happened this week that will be really great to get to. Uh, so before we get started, uh, I do want to mention that I do have a website, NeverlandPodcast.com. Feel free to come and visit where you can find links to uh, iTunes songs that uh, are played on the song. You can find directly on the – there's a link now for specific podcasts. Uh, I, I've done some real work on this site this week. Uh, so there's a homepage that will come up now that actually has kind of a neat logo. Uh, I have a podcast page where you can go and find the specific podcasts. Uh, let's see. I did another page. If you happen to have a blog or perhaps a podcast yourself, uh, there is a promotions page where you can pull an image up, uh, save an image, and uh, just link it over to Neverland Podcast and put it on your page. I'd be most appreciative. And, hey, I even have an email address on there, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Send me your promo material or where I can find some promo material. And as long as you have a family-friendly show that fits in well with Neverland, I would be happy to play one of your promos. Uh, also, I did mention the FOTM link here early, early in the show, so please go check that out and support me on my Kickstarter project so I can bring some awesome content to you. I'm very excited about the possibility. Hopefully it all works. Uh, but speaking of Friends of Neverland Podcast, uh, here's some friends I think you would enjoy their show, and I have a promo from them. C-3PO. Loki. Mace Windu. Dr. Bruce Banner. Captain Rex. Venom. Princess Leia. Jean Grey. Darth Maul. Nick Fury. Grand Moff Tarkin. Captain America. Lando Calrissian. Cyclops. What do all these characters have in common? Well, two of them were played by Samuel L. Jackson. A couple of them were played by Hammer Films veterans Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Come on, guys. You know this. Well, of course we do, Jessica. Just like Mickey Mouse and Captain Jack Sparrow, they're all now Disney characters. Hello, I'm Tracy of the Disney Indiana Podcast, and my co-host Scott and I enjoy talking about all aspects of the House of Mouse, and that includes their newest properties, Marvel and LucasArts. We also talk about Disney resorts, the cruise line, theme parks, and whatever else Mickey has to offer. Which includes movies, Imagineering, video games, and collectibles. You'll never know what we'll decide to talk about. So check us out at www.disneyindiana.com or do a search for the Disney Indiana Podcast on iTunes. Because now we've got a lot more to talk about. And don't forget about those other quote-unquote Disney characters like, well, Sully. Fozzie Bear. Buzz Lightyear. Link Hogthrob. Doug. Janice. Merida. Pepe. Bruce. Ralph the Dog. Wally. Dr. The Disney Bunsen Indiana Hindu. Podcast. Even after five years, we're still miles away from the nearest Main Street, USA. We're not listed on the map, but you can join us at www.disneyindiana.com. Star Wars Episode 7 has officially begun filming at Pinewood Studios. Teaser photos of a clipboard have been seen all over the internet. Uh, meanwhile, Peter Mayhew, while cast to once again play Chewbacca, was instead in Orlando, Florida, participating in Star Wars Weekends. I'm not there in Florida, so I'll just tide myself over with this fun audio I found online of Jim Cummings, the voice of Pooh and Darkwing Duck, giving some lines from Star Wars. Enjoy. 
several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. <laughs> now I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. You are part of a rebel alliance in the <laughs> No, honey. <laughs> Holding her is dangerous, as in let's get dangerous. <laughs> like, if word of this gets out, it could generate sympathy for the rebellion in the Senate. I have traced rebel spies to her. Now she is my only link to find a secret base. Oh, well, that's different. But she'll die before she tells you anything. Leave that to me. I'll send a distress signal and then inform the Senate that all aboard were killed. By another Imperial officer approaches Vader and the commander, they stop and snap to attention. Lord Vader, the battle station plans are not aboard this ship, and no transmissions were made. An escape pod was jutsoned during the fight, but no life forms were aboard. She must have hidden the plans in the escape pod. <laughs> Detachment down to retrieve them. A seat to a personally commander, and there'll be no one to stop us this time. Yes, sir! Let's get busy. Black and white photos were released this week, teasing the rear of the new Batmobile, and a second photo of Ben Affleck in a Dark Knight Returns-inspired Frank Miller batsuit standing next to the new Batmobile. And social media has gone berserk. Uh, people saying, oh, he looks too bulky, and stuff like that already. And, of course, my comments of, well, it's still Ben Affleck. You didn't get to see a whole lot of the Batmobile. It's kind of a top-down view, and Ben Affleck's kind of looking down in the Batsuit. Uh, very small ears on this one. The suit looks pretty cool, I must say. Uh, I'm still not really that excited about this movie because, you know, I'm not really a fan of Zack Snyder's work or Ben Affleck's work for that matter. But, you know, uh, here's an article uh, that I've taken directly from SuperheroHype.com. Uh, and it, they say, they actually got this report from somewhere else anyway. Uh, it says, The Wrap is reporting that The Good Wife and the following actor, Michael Coulter, has signed on for the lead role in the Ridley Scott-produced Halo digital feature. Coulter will play the role of Marlowe, who the outlet has learned is described as a rising star in a futuristic army who is troubled by aspects of the military-industrial complex he inhabits. Approaching combat situations with caution and logic, he inspires loyalty and... And his fellow Spartans. 
TV director Sergio Mimica Gizan, I don't know if I said that name right, uh, is attached to the to helm with Prison Break creator Paul Schuring. I don't know if I got that name right either, providing the script. Ridley Scott and David Zucker are executive producing the project, which is said to be a live action and likely similar in scope to Machinima's recent Halo 4 Forward Unto Dawn web series. Uh, that is available on Netflix, by the way. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to check it out. I advise you to do the same if you're a fan of the Halo games. Uh, it's also targeting a release before the end of 2014 and will be arriving in addition to the live-action series that Spielberg is producing for Xbox One. Now, I don't... I don't know if this is like a movie coming out or if it's just something being, you know, I mean, it sounds like Spielberg's just making something that's going to be on the Xbox One for a, some sort of network thing or just a web series. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with this. Uh, I don't, I haven't heard anything about a feature film. It sounds like this is going to be like a, you know, being a digital series, it sounded like it was going to be uh, like computer animated, but they're talking about live action. So I'm thinking digital series may mean uh, you might find this on YouTube or maybe this will be on Netflix as well. I don't know. We'll just have to keep our ears open for that one. Uh, a teaser for the CW series The Flash can be found online, and I must say I like the look of things to come. The series arrives this fall, and also you can find teasers for the Fox series Gotham, which has me equally excited. Uh, DC has had success on the small screen, and one can only hope that one day they can make a big screen adaption that lives up to our hopes. Also, keep your eyes open for a teaser for NBC's Constantine, which I believe is a DC property, but uh, Constantine, I believe, is the name of the character, but not the comic he's in. I'm not that familiar with the character, and I didn't see the Keanu Reeves movie that was uh, also called Constantine. Uh, somebody want to let me know about it? Feel free. Uh, but uh, I'm not that familiar with it because I'm more of a Marvel guy, if you haven't noticed from listening to the show. <laughs> okay, Legendary Pictures is working on a Warcraft movie. Uh, and in a re recent, recent interview with IGN, Legendary CEO Thomas Toll stated the reason why video game to movie translations fail is because they make the movie thinking they have a promised audience of play. Players, and they don't think much about making a good movie. Now, I'm kind of adapting his long process of what he said, but that kind of gets down to the gist of it. It's, a, you know, that there's always all these players for something like World of Warcraft that, oh, you figure automatic dollar, so you just, hey, well, if we just put the movie out there, they're going to come see it, so they don't worry about it. Uh, and it reminds me of some comic book movies I can mention. Uh, I don't know, Fantastic Four, anyone? Uh, it seems they're really not trying to make a good movie out of it or anything that would actually appeal to Fantastic Four fans. Uh, and, you know, there's, there's always going to be complaints. I've, I've known some Trekkies that are not satisfied with the current Star Trek films, you know, things like that. You're always going to have some of the fan base that uh, you aim for that they kind of divert from the main fan base that might hurt a movie, but if you can make a good movie, like X-Men First Class did some really awkward things for anyone who's fans of the X-Men comics, but it was still a good movie. Uh, so there would be complaints about it, but I still enjoyed that movie. Um, but, you know, I, I, it's, it's good when they actually put the effort in to try to make a good movie out of things. Uh, but uh, I, I just, I'd like a few more things that may be aimed at us comic fans or fans of a series, you know, just to kind of get that balance. So I think Marvel has been and Disney have been doing a wonderful job of getting that good balance of presenting things in the way that we've loved them for 50-some-odd years in Marvel and yet still making just good quality stuff that everybody likes. So uh, hopefully that means uh, when uh, this Warcraft movie comes out, it's going to be of good quality if they're taking time to make a good 
movie, and we'll be excited. Uh, we still got like another two years, but there is some rumor that perhaps at the San Diego Comic Con there might be a little tease to it. Uh, we'll we'll find out later, I guess. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to find somebody that's actually gonna go to San Diego Comic Con and maybe can report back to me or record something and send it to me uh, from the event. That would be awesome. Uh, email me or something. Hey, uh, send us an email podcast at neverlandpodcast.com or contact me on Facebook uh, through uh, Neverland Podcast, facebook.com slash neverlandpodcast, or find me on Twitter at neverlandpcast. That is the letter P, Neverland PCAST. Uh, let me know if maybe you can make a recording uh, at the Comic-Con if you happen to be going and can send that by email or something like that because I'd love to feature you. It would be great. Uh, the, the, I'm sure everybody who's listening would enjoy it. I know I would uh, because I, so I'm certainly not going to get out there. <laughs> maybe next year I'll start a Kickstarter to go out there and I'll videotape the whole thing and make a DVD of that one. Uh, we'll just see if this one works first, though. Uh, but anyways, moving on. If Star Trek fans are concerned that J.J. Abrams has moved on to Star Wars and abandoned Star Trek, well, don't worry, a new director has been named, uh, Roberto Orci. Uh, it could be Orsi. It's O-R-C-I. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I hope I did not butcher it. But he produced and wrote the screenplay for Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, which gave us a different spin on Khan uh, that the purists did not like. I, like I said, sometimes you can't please the Trekkies all the time, and they don't quite keep everything the same. Uh, but I have to say, I liked that movie. Uh, sure, you can't re- beat Ricardo Montalban as uh, being Khan. I mean, he was iconic. But it was a quality film. It was really good. Uh, you know, lots of action, a good story. Uh, I thought the actor they had playing Khan was a good actor. He was different for Khan, uh, but he's well, he'd be a great villain in a lot of other different areas. He was really good. I uh, don't know the actor's name, but he was excellent as a villain. Not necessarily the con we would hope for, but I really, I enjoyed it. So, uh, that's going to be on Netflix as of today, apparently, too. So, hey, if you, if you didn't get a chance to see that in theaters, uh, go ahead and check that out. Star Trek Into Darkness. It was a good film. Uh, Channing Tatum is set to play Gambit in a solo movie after X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, now, I haven't heard if uh, he's playing Gambit in X-Men Apocalypse. I don't know if anybody knows that or not. It can maybe let me know. Uh, but we do have a Gambit solo movie. Um, He's an okay actor. He's, I think, more famous for his his looks. Uh, he's been like voted the people's sexiest man alive and stuff, hasn't he? Uh, and I guess he does have a, a bit of a Louisiana accent somewhere. I would like to hear a good Louisiana accent for a Gambit. You know, I want a Gambit that sounds like Gambit. You know, he's kind of iconic for the way he talks. Uh, so uh, this could be good. My wife is not pleased. She's a big Gambit fan, and she's not like Channing Tatum. I don't know about that. She was kind of talking to me today after we saw Godzilla today, which, by the way, I do have a review of Godzilla. Godzilla coming. Um, of course, because it's Godzilla Day. Week, whatever you want to call it, because it could be all week that you're listening to this. Okay, well, I'm babbling. Anyways, but uh, and other news this week that was kind of big is HR, and I don't know if you pronounce this Geiger or Gidger, or I, I don't know, um, but he has passed away. He was the designer for Ridley Scott's original Alien. Well, you know what? Thanks for giving us all nightmares, HR. It was a very scary design you made and all the films that it's carried on. And that is, I mean, if you've seen anything for this new video game they're making, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. But, yep, those old aliens have been scaring us since we were kids, and we love it every time. Uh, So thank you very much for your contribution. His artwork was great, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things he worked on, but he's always going to be remembered for that. But that is the nerd news for this week. So uh, now moving right along, uh, we are going to have uh, a bit of a special guest coming here later 
I was thinking about playing the Roar one more time, but you know what? Let's just get on to the review of Godzilla, the new film out in theaters right now, which, by the way, go see it. All right, Neverlanders, we just came out of the new big movie of the weekend, Godzilla, which obviously would have figured out because I've already probably, by the time you get to this point of the show, have mentioned it. <laughs> this is our Godzilla-themed show. So we just came out the movie. So while it is fresh in our heads, we will give our perspectives. Oh, by the way, I keep saying we. Say hello. Hello. Heather's with me again. I broke her off to a movie again. So so we went out to go see a movie. Now, I wasn't sure what to expect because everything they were showing, it looked like they were taking this seriously. I was afraid they were taking it a little too seriously because, after all, the old movies were kind of a little bit campy and kind of goofy and fun. Uh, so I was thinking, well, if they take this too seriously, it's not going to be any fun. Um, so, and yes, uh, after seeing the movie, they did take this very seriously, and uh, they did, as Americans are ten, tend to do, they were very human about how they, the way they told the story. Uh, let's see, but I did recognize there was that, that Brian Cranston fella from, uh, oh, Breaking Bad, who uh, I guess he's a big name now. This is the first thing I've ever seen him in, though, but uh, apparently after Breaking Bad, he's about to pop up in a lot of different movies and things now. Uh, also, uh, recognizable Ken Watanabe, but I, for some reason, my brain can't think of all the movies he's been in, but he's been a lot, and you'll recognize him when you see him. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, was that him? Was he? No, he wasn't the main character. He might have been in there somewhere, oh, but right. I don't think so. Um, but he's been in a lot of different things. You look him up on, on uh, IMDb, you'll, or even Google him, you'll find a lot of different things. He pops up in a lot. Um, but yeah, this is very much a human perspective type of thing uh, where you, a lot of the typical things that happen in a Godzilla movie where there's some really nasty monster that has, has emerged and is wreaking some havoc and then Godzilla shows up. He's going to cause a bit of havoc himself, but of course Godzilla is of course going to fight the other monsters, which basically shows to me that this time they were trying to get it right. Unlike the old 1998 where it was like, oh look, it's a giant iguana. Uh, this time we actually got some of these prehistoric kind of monster kind of references going on. And uh, the thing is, is while you have a lot of the typical Godzilla things going on, uh, for too much of the movie it, it seems like it's kind of going on in the background as we're following around the humans uh, and getting kind of a human story of dealing with the fact that there's giant monsters going around. Uh, but it was still a good movie. It was, it was interesting, fun to watch and everything. I mean, well, I mean, it's very dramatic overall. I mean, so it's not the usual fun fun, but it was, you know, it's just kind of kind of cool kind of story and uh, upheld some family values, you know, which kind of like, you know, because basically it's a guy who's uh, trying to get back home to his family, uh, trying to make up with his father, you know, a lot of good good stuff there, good family value stuff. And I did like at one point with the American military, they're actually... Uh, uh, you know, holding up a, a like either a Bible, or a book of prayers, and they're kind of praying for their mission. And thank you for allowing me to be with my comrades as we go forth into this. You know, and, and I did enjoy that. A lot of really good stuff. Uh, uh, dealing a lot of though with uh, Godzilla though being a prehistoric monster though, I did like that he wasn't some effect of a nuclear accident. He was a prehistoric monster. And there's all these other ones that, uh, oops, we woke one up. You know, the kind of things that you would expect from the old Japanese ones. Uh, but it seems like uh, Godzilla, although the movie is titled after him, you won't see him very much. But there's some pretty kind of cool, you know, kind of... They tried to give him some heroic shot things, too. It was kind of every once in a while. Just like, da -da -da, here he comes, he will save us from the bad monster. A lot you of know? bellowing. <laughs> but that's what Godzilla does. 
you he know. bellows. That's right. He roars with a signature roar. And I did like when he breathes fire. The, the good old standard where the uh, well the scales or whatever on his back started lighting up blue and he's going to breathe some fire. So I was like, yay! Is that not a spoiler? Oh, well, if you go to a Godzilla movie and you don't expect him to breathe fire, then you've never seen one before or something. Okay, well, I That's not a spoiler, that he's going to breathe okay. fire. Okay. And that they did it right. Okay. That his his scales all light up and you can see it coming. It's like, here comes the flame. You can see how many Godzilla movies I've been to. Well, I know at least one. One. We went to that Godzilla 2000. One. one. Did you see the 1998 one at all? With, uh... Matthew uh, Broderick. I saw that one. Okay, so that's two. Okay. But that one almost doesn't count. That's the only one I remember. <laughs> But uh, this one, it seems to take a lot more from the what the Japanese people had to create a Godzilla, you know, what they were doing with the character and stuff. And uh, and a lot of the typical things where he's always getting double teamed and there's always, he can get the upper hand on the one on land, but some flying monster will always get him from behind. That always happened in a lot of the old movies and they kept going with that. So it's very, kept some tradition in there. But, you know, you get a little bit of monster fight and then, oh look, well here's what the humans are doing. Uh, it seemed like we were a little too focused on the humans. It was interesting. You kind of cared what was happening to the characters. Yes, they did. They, they spent some time with the, the family. You really wanted them to get reunited by the end, which you kind of know they're going to. Otherwise, it'd be a, you know everybody would say this movie sucks. You know, um, so but they did. They did. So you're, you're you're at least interested in the characters. But it becomes a more a different thing when you're watching you know these giant monsters go through and trying to kill each other through a city and you're you're at the perspective of the people who are trying to not get killed while the city's falling apart a la i don't know man of steel where you're like oh look superman he's supposed to save everybody but he's doing more damage than zod is you know it's, it's it kind of has that thing going on but with a monster movie with, with this sort of thing you're expecting okay yes the buildings are going to get destroyed but if you throw too many humans that you're watching you know getting into harm's way then it's like okay now i'm gonna have to worry about the humans and i don't want to worry about the humans i want to watch the monsters go ahead and fight and stuff well but they did do like if i was watching the the body counts and the damage mostly comes from your your bad monster so yeah. to speak and there are many times where godzilla goes out of his way to go you know under the boat so we don't just kill the humans you know and and I mean, yeah, when when the fight breaks out, then you know it's all you know all bets are off. But there is there is an element that the you know the the bad monsters don't really care. You know, they just trash and destroy and whatever. Yeah. But Godzilla is kind of being careful. Yeah. Although just being as big as he is, he's going to cause some damage. Yeah. Oops. Because he's Godzilla, you know, and he's he's not so that so super cautious. But he's like, I'm not out here to kill you. I want to kill this other monster because I am superior. So, which is kind of, you know, really harkens back to the old stuff. But that's, yeah, kind of overall perspective. Definitely worth seeing. Uh, if you have younger children and they're thinking, oh, look, Godzilla, uh, that might be scary for the younger kids because these are very realistic monsters. Yes, they did it uh, from a scientific perspective. I did take note of, you know, Godzilla's a deep sea creature, so he has the blue light up, you know, like deep sea creatures would have. I thought it was a really cool touch that his tail lit up, you know, like a lot of the deep sea creatures have this little light up, you know, body part or something to, you know, attract or, you know, their prey and things like that. And, you know, the, their little moth whatever you know characters yeah whatever these weird insect things <laughs> i think they were trying to do a moth kind of bug thing well they were no very, I, very I wouldn't insect-y. say a moth because there was a little hint of mothra at one point where they show a little moth in an aquarium and it's a little mothra you know mm-hmm. 
so, but these were not Mothra because Mothra is supposed to be a benevolent monster, which I would like to see them try to do some, something with Mothra. Maybe they'll do another movie. Who knows? Well, it's kind of what you think of when the first one that shows up is has wings. And then the second one doesn't. And I, I appreciated that, too, because there are lots of species of insects, because this was very insect-like, where the male flies and the female doesn't. So, you know, I, I appreciated that the, the biology and the science, although I was a little disappointed that the scientists really didn't have much to add other than, we have this data, there is a secret monster, and that's, that's about all they add. Like, they don't really, can't really contribute on how to kill... Godzilla will take care of everything. Yeah. You he know. will restore balance to nature. And that's Ken I mean, Watanabe's character. He's like this doctor scientist who's been researching for a company called Monarch, which uh, I think may have been in some of the old Godzilla movies. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, it seemed familiar to me. But as, you know, as that scientific person, and this is kind of, you know, a scientific sci-fi-ish kind of thing, I was a little disappointed in not a lot of science being put in there. But once again, this is a monster movie. Basically, like, we are living vicariously through people that are still stuck as little boys knocking over toys in their, <laughs> you know, in their nursery, which is kind of what these are, you know, yay, we want to destroy, go destroy. We want to see buildings getting knocked down, except for don't don't put a bunch of humans in the harm's way because then we have to care about the people in the building. Mm. We'd rather just things are getting kind of trashed by giant monsters, you know, yeah. <laughs> as they fight it out. But uh, if you've seen any old classic Godzilla movies, you'll see everything you expect, though, from the fight, where at one point it seems Godzilla is defeated and dead, and then suddenly, ha-ha, he's back! So they did even do that, but like I had said before, it's kind of like it's happening in the background while you're watching the humans deal with kind of a mistake that they sort of make. They, the, the humans create their own plot with their methods of try, how they try to deal with the giant monsters, and they've got a whole thing they're trying to do, which actually hints back to the original Godzilla was kind of a, a bit of a statement on the nuclear weapons when we had dropped them on Hiroshima, and it's, it's mentioned, it's kind of brought up, uh, so I, I appreciated that. There's a little bit of a tribute to the old old style movies like that. So, but uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of the monster stuff, uh, unfortunately, was kind of in the background. But it's still made for a very good movie. So, it just seems like it should have been. Uh, uh, the main character's name is Ford Brody. I I kind of thought it was funny his last name was Brody because it reminded me of Marcus Brody from Jaws. And I was like, that's almost fitting in a weird way. But uh, mm -hmm. they might as well almost called it Ford Brody the movie because uh, you know he of course had more screen time than Godzilla did. <laughs> Because it took until, I think, maybe the last four to five minutes, finally Godzilla shows up. <laughs> and then when he, it's, they have this great, big, full stand-up where, where the, the, the male of the two weird insect monsters is over in, uh, I, I think he had hit Hawaii at this point. Uh, but he's out there. He's been causing some trouble. Then Godzilla finally shows up, and he stands up. And they did a great deal on the computers. They're showing his nostrils flare, and he'd get this look in his eye like, Ah, I'm coming to fight the other monster. And then cut away to the son of the, the main character as he's lying on a couch. And on the TV, we happen to see that there's footage of Godzilla is fighting with this monster. Uh, but we don't get to see the fight. And I was starting to get disappointed at that point. And I'm like, really? Come on. This is why we go to these movies. Uh, but finally, you know, by the end, you got a lot more of the Godzilla fighting with these two monsters. I think so. they were trying to do, like, the slow burn kind of thing. Like, we're going to build up to it. So when you finally see, like, them go at it, it's going to be really yay. But it, honestly, it was really kind of short, like you said. Like, you know, it's like they're going to go for it. And then, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. we got to come back to our main character and, and see what he's doing and, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, by the way, look, it's really getting cool. Godzilla just tackled one. Oh, look, here's Ellie. Here's the wife of the main character. Is she safe? 
Well, we're glad she's safe, and so, yeah, we're interested. We, we want to make sure she's okay, but, oh, look, what's happening back there? Look, Godzilla's fighting with the monster way back there in the background. Can we go watch that? So, but I still liked it. You know, that'd be my only complaint. You liked oh, it? Was overall, good? it was okay. Yeah, so, good movie. It's it's good summer fun, so grab your popcorn and go for it. Is that all we want to say about this one? I suppose. Okay, now we're going to go get lunch.
again. Oh, here we go. Okay. (laughs) The recorder's not behaving here. But all right there, Neverlanders. Uh, We have here uh, John, old friend of mine. Uh, And uh, I'm not as much of an expert on Godzilla as I should be, and you're probably at least a little bit more knowledgeable, I guess, than I am. Yeah, sure. Why not? Sure. Well, you've probably got. You I've can probably seen, recollect. Yeah, more I've than seen I can. the movies and loved them when we were kids. Yeah, so that's the thing. Is I, I remember Godzilla movies from when I was a kid. I don't remember any sort of plot to any of them. There was usually some other monster that Godzilla had to fight with. They would kick Godzilla's butt all over the place. That he was supposed to be dead. Oh no, Godzilla's dead! And then suddenly Godzilla would come back and be mad and breathe fire and. Kill whatever monster. Yeah, Godzilla is the Batman of the monster world. He never truly dies. (laughs) Exactly. I think the only one I remember most of is where they had, like, Son of Godzilla, where they they had, like, Godzilla was living on Monster Island or whatever and had his son and trying to teach him how to blow fire. And then some... There was two different groups of Japanese people that showed up. There was, like, the nice people and these rotten people who wanted to, like, kidnap the son and take him away or experiment or something on him, King Kong style, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Well, there were scientists already on the island doing weather experiments, and the monster just happened to be there. And somehow, the weather experiment, half of it ended up making, uh, well, the monsters were already there. But there was also a giant praying mantis that grew even bigger, and there was a giant spider that was already there. And I remember those. They, they gave really, me the creeps. Yeah, they never really explained that. <laughs> they don't have to. It's made in Japan. Darn right. I mean, you watch the anime, right? I mean, heck, that I, you have to explain half of that to me. Um, but I guess we should start somewhat at the beginning. You know, uh, let's see. We looked it up here. What was it? 1954. Yes, sir. Did you find 1954 Godzilla out in black and white from the fears of the nuclear bombs we dropped on them. They decide, well, what if you'd have made a monster? See, and that would just destroy us too. <laughs> well, there was actually two versions of the original one. There was the uh, the Japanese one where Godzilla was a monster. Came out and tried to destroy the city. And there's a scientist that had the uh, ended up coming down to he had this moral dilemma. He had created this weapon that would kill all sea life, anything in the water. It was the uh, deoxygenator, something like that. It would destroy all sea life, and he had to decide whether or not to use that machine. Because if he used it, then he was afraid the governments would get it, and they would use it, and wars would be worse. And, you know, actually a political statement there. How about that? Yeah. Well, of course, that's Japan. They're always making a statement. Yeah. And then the American version was just, we got to stop the monster. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Starring Raymond Burr, who played Perry Mason on TV. Was that the 1985? No, no, no. That I, was I a complete. He was, he was in that one, too. He, he was came in that back one. to his role. That's the first one I remember seeing in the theater, and I couldn't tell you anything about it except for whoever was kind of the bad guy. Godzilla has a stare down kind of on the roof of a building, just looks right at him like, yeah, I came here for you. I've crushed through <laughs> Manhattan just to get you. Yeah, I was nine when that came out, so that was the greatest movie ever. Yeah, apparently, though, it was a terrible movie, is what they say. Well, I mean, compared to Shakespeare. Well, yeah. But, you know, compared Uh, to the other Godzilla movies, it was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, but it would have been more fun with another monster to fight. Definitely, but, Because, really, that's why you watch a Godzilla movie, is watching him fight other monsters. Yeah, but we were, whenever I was nine, I mean, we'd watched all these movies that came out in the 60s, so to see a new version of it was like, oh, it's the greatest day of my life. (laughs) Exactly. And heck, I remember uh, that was about. It came out about the same time Rampage, I think, was out. <laughs> nice, great, one of the greatest old arcade games. Although, <laughs> don't let somebody talking you into going through. Hey, let's beat it. Although Philip and I used to do that uh, before Vacation building. Bible School. Yeah, you knock the buildings down. Ah, okay, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, on the Nintendo, Philip and I would beat that every time before Vacation Bible School. We'd go through and beat the old Nintendo game. But then there was a later. It was Rampage World Tour on the PlayStation. 
that my friend Josh who came over uh, one time when my parents had gone on vacation. He came over and we played that. It we started at about ten o'clock that night and finished it at about four o'clock the following morning. <laughs> I did that the first time I played Super Mario. <laughs> Wouldn't stop till I beat it. Sure, uh, I'm gonna have to talk about that in a later a later show. Okay, so. That's mainly you remember a lot from your kid, really. They're just watching a lot of these old movies, and they, they just kept making them, and they still make them in Japan. Oh, yeah. Uh, whenever we were kids, uh, there was two times. Uh, once a year, uh, Channel 5 would do Monster Week, where every afternoon they would show a different monster. It could be Gamera, Godzilla, King Kong, you know, something. Mm. Oh, we look forward to it all year. And during the summer... Up at Metro North Theater, they would have their uh, dollar matinees. Yeah. Mom would take us to see that. And a lot of them was Godzilla, Gamera, yeah. uh, the Gargantuas. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I remember we'd always ask Mom, is there a monster in it? Whenever we were going to see it. <laughs> like uh, Sinbad, Eye of the Tiger, and the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, and all them. And, I don't uh, think I saw that. What was it? Mysterious Island, and The Land That Time Forgot, and Journey to the Center of the Earth. Huh. All those are monster movies and Clash of the Titans. Of course, Clash of the Titans. <laughs> Classic. The original, not the new one. The new one wasn't bad. It was tolerable. It was tolerable. It was kind of fun, but yeah, that after after we went to the theater and had seen the new one, uh, Heather had not seen the original, so I went through and uh, Philip had bought a copy. I said, okay, well, I'm going to make a copy from your copy, and I forgot there was nudity in it. <laughs> and we just sat down to watch it. I was like, oh, whoops. Uh, oh, let's get to back to the good spot. Oh, look, a monster. There we go. I remember mom would tell us when to look away and when we could look back. <laughs> That's the way I watched Conan the Barbarian, too, over at my friend's house. Nice. And his mom had to say, oh, if you're going to watch Conan, i got to be in here, too, to tell you when to turn your head. It's like, okay. <laughs> cool. You can watch heads getting hacked off and everything, but don't look at the movies. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lose my G rating on this real quick. <laughs> I may have to cut this entire section from the show. Do what you got to do, pal. <laughs> Okay, um, so let me see. Where would we pick back up? Well, there was uh, the original ones in the 60s where he was cool. I, well, the very first one, they actually killed him at the end of it. Huh. So technically the second one. And uh, they actually didn't call him Godzilla in the second one. The characters in the story, they called him Gigantus. I think they were trying to Americanize it. Must make be. it something we would recognize, understand. Yeah. I don't know. Is there any truth to the the old story where, because originally they call it Gojira, because it was some yeah, Japanese, Japanese legend, and then the Americans would hear it and say, it sounds like Godzilla. I know, let's call him Godzilla. <laughs> is that true, or is I that just internet so. rumor? That's just internet rumor, because in the the American version, they actually called him Godzilla. Yeah, so. the, even the 1998 one, I kind of like that they did that, yeah. where that guy's going, Gojira, Gojira, Godzilla. <laughs> you know? And I even had, uh, what's his name? No, well, Hank Azaria was in it, but the the guy oh, that yeah. came up with it named it Godzilla was uh, he's been on The Simpsons, the Simpsons yeah. uh, Wayne's World Spinal Two, Tap. Spinal Tap, and I cannot think of that guy's name. Not a clue. Well, doggone. I don't know who anybody is. I'll though. look him up and throw his name in later. <laughs> <laughs> like his name was, Blank. and then edit the name in. Uh, yeah, and then we'll just go on talking like you knew, like we knew. Huh? Yes, that guy from Spinal Tap. He was the drummer. No, wait, he wasn't the drummer because the drummer self exploded. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a bass player, I think. The bass player. With the, the guy with the cucumber. The awesome mustache yeah. and the there whole you thing go. going on. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Back on the topic. Okay, so. Now, I think the last Godzilla movie I saw, other than I did go to see the, the 1998, which we don't like to talk about. Uh, you know, everybody's hard on that one, but I loved it at the time. It was fun. It was fun, but it was it was too much... 
treating him like, oh, look, it's just an overgrown well, iguana. It was too much yeah. of an animal and not the smart, cunning monster we were hoping for. Well, in, in guy terms, it's like comparing a 69 Mustang to a 93 Mustang. Uh, the 93 is called a Mustang, but it's more like a Taurus, you know, with the horse mm. on it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Hopefully you guys understood that because I'm not a car guy. So, oh, okay, but I, I, got, I get it. Though, classic Mustang would still be cooler than uh, like a modern thing. Although, I guess some of the newer ones. Still the newer ones like are. The newer right. ones are pretty cool. They kind of went back <laughs> classic style. So. Yeah. But, yeah, so, uh, to me, it was kind of like, oh, look. And I went, I saw it twice in the theater because uh, I went like the Thursday, you know, early opening. And then I ended up seeing it later with some other friends. And it was like, yeah, it's pretty much just acted like an animal who just wanted to go out and lay eggs in a stadium. And then it turned into Jurassic Park with the babies. Yeah. Well, if, if they had just let him blow fire... Yeah. It would have fit, but they were trying to make it more believable, I guess. Yeah, that, they were at least trying to have fun, and that's that's one thing I'm worried about. Now, by the time you hear, you're hearing this in the show, I will have given my review of the new movie, but I've been worried when I was seeing the, the previews, like, it looks like they took it too seriously and, for, and they forgot that these were kind of silly yeah. back in the day, and they were fun. So yeah, like, they were a lot like Power Rangers. I mean, yeah. you know, it was goofy. Only, only a lot cooler than Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was, my concerns when I see it is it looks like they're going for ultra believable. Although I've heard some sort of rumors that there's supposed to be another monster for him to fight in this yeah. movie. I've seen it in the commercial. True. I couldn't tell if it was Rodan or Mothra or something. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they always screw up. They always just put him. Uh, they do that with a lot of the uh, Superman movies too. Like, I mean, they finally got it right on this one. I know you guys <laughs> oh, are anti Man of Steel. I'm like, not anti, but I, I'm disappointed. Yeah, but a lot of them superhero movies, they'll just have the superhero, but they won't put the villain. Or they'll have him kill him at the end, so that's that. Yeah. And I think Marvel's been getting better about not killing off their villains so they can bring him yeah. back. So finally. They're finally learning something. Yeah. And even Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Electro kind of got overcharged and kind of burst, but he can come back Aren't from that. Aren't you supposed to say spoiler before you say that? Well, by now, probably people have seen it. It's ah, been two true. weeks since my review. If you have not seen that movie, <laughs> stop the tape. or Well, not really the tape. Stop the podcast now. Hit pause. Go see the movie. Come back. But, and well, there you go. obviously you know, though, if that's not too much of a spoiler if you know he's got to deal with Electro. But yeah. they did it in such a way where, okay, he's kind of gone, but you have in the back of your head. He probably could come back from this yeah. at some point. Well, he, I mean, for just giving stuff away. I mean, he was kind of making himself disperse just to travel through yeah. the power lines a yeah. lot. Which is something Electro can actually do in the comics anyway. So he's even done it in a few video games. So I, I, I'll take your word on it. Yeah. I'm a DC guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We can talk DC too sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. So I'm getting back into the Godzilla. Uh, so we have the 98. Then the other ones I, I did see out in the theaters when they did Godzilla 2000. Yeah. Redesigned the rubber suit. Yep. Looked awesome. He was a lot more fierce and scary looking. And it was weird. It seems like they're still in that area where in Japan, you know, they, they've gone from he's bad, he's good, he's saving us from the other, the other monster too. You know, yeah. sometimes I don't know if he's necessarily being a hero monster or just saying, oh, look, another monster. Well, I'm king of monsters. I'm taking you down just because I'm superior <laughs> on you. Just depends on the movie you watch. Yeah. Like, he's coming to destroy the city. We got to get out. Oh, Godzilla will save us. Yeah. Just depends on which one. But like 2000, I don't remember a whole lot of the plot, but it was just, oh, they're kind of concerned. And there's like these scientists and they're kind of studying his patterns of when he wants to come in. And it's kind of, they're kind of concerned like, oh no, here he comes again. But then something worse happens and this weird alien ship comes down. Yeah. And then and Godzilla saves everybody. And then Godzilla gets in a fight with the ship because he's like, 
checking it out, and then the ship decides to attack him, and he's like, oh, oh, Godzilla, no, have that. <laughs> I know, rank it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> exactly. See, he's Japanese. Yeah, it is a Japanese monster. So, yeah, that's that's about as much as I remember, but uh, the funny part is while sitting in the theater, is you, when you get in the theater and you're around people who, who get it, that it is ridiculous, yeah. and you're supposed to be able to laugh and have a good time at it, but uh, there's one point where there's this huge explosion and Godzilla's just marching right through the fire and just comes out the other fire and somebody like a few rows ahead of me goes, Wee! I was like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like going to see a horror movie and everybody screams at the same time. It's just for fun. Makes it even better. <laughs> I don't go to a whole lot of horror movies, but the last one I, I sat through, I didn't scream at anything. I was just like... This is scary. Okay. <laughs> I went to that, uh, oh, uh, I know what you did last summer. Long nah, time ago. That wasn't that scary. Yeah. That was all right. I, oh, goodness. The girl I was dating at the time, though, was freaking out. It was her <laughs> idea to go. So I was like, okay, we'll go. I'm not really into this sort of thing. You know, I think the last slasher film I actually went to, or actually saw that I enjoyed was Scream, and that's because it was making fun of the whole thing. So I was laughing my way through it. Nice. So that was funny. But when they started doing a second one, I was like, yeah, now you've just kind of become the cliche. Yeah. Because even the first Halloween was was good all the way up until he got killed multiple times. Yeah. I'm talking Naturally. the old John Carpenter one. I was enjoying it. It was suspenseful because you go <laughs> through an hour and a half of the movie where nothing is happening, but he's there. And you know, yeah. uh-oh, something's bad is eventually going to happen. Actually, the first two Halloween movies were great because they I were like the, the same. One. Really? Yeah, because wow. after it got to be a bit much by the end when he really had been... He'd have been stabbed through the eye with a hanger. He'd been dropped out at the, the window, and he keeps getting up. At that point, I'm like, all right, you lost me. I'm well, bored. Up until he got shot six times, it was all stuff that you could have survived. <laughs> you could have survived. Could have. Yeah, I mean, sure. if you're a real B.A., you could have stood up and walked away from it. <laughs> you know. And because this is a G-rated show, we will not explain B.A. to you. There you go. We're talking B.A. Baracus. Oh, sure, why not? Mr. T. That's exactly what I meant. That's exactly what you meant. Okay, so, but yeah, so there's that level of cheese, and that's what we're kind of getting back to Godzilla, because the level of cheese <laughs> and the fun. Yeah, yeah, I can wander off topic with the best of them. Bring it on. Baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, hopefully, with and ho- like I said, my review will be on this show, but I'm ex- hope- hoping that when I see this new movie, there's a little bit of that silliness oh, in there. Oh, there has to be. If I don't laugh at some things like that, yeah. great, then you know, they've lost the, the whole feel of Godzilla. A lot of people take this stuff way too serious. I've I read on the internet that uh, a lot of the Japanese guys or Japanese uh, critics, I guess, uh, they don't like the way Godzilla looks. They said that we made him too fat. <laughs> well, now there's two responses to that. There's the one where you can say, "Well, he's American. I mean, he should have a bucket of chicken under one arm." That's you know, right, John Deere cap. Or there's the other one where Godzilla was always fat. Yeah, that's the way he looks. He's supposed to be. He's got humongous legs, thighs. And- it's Godzilla. Because you kind basically of a had a, a short guy who was in a rubber suit that you were trying to make look massive, and so it always had that funny, awkward, yeah. bulgy kind of arms, bulgy legs. Yeah. It's Godzilla. That's what he... I mean... He always looked fat. If you're wanting something serious, uh, if you're really going to see Godzilla and that's what you're expecting, you really need to lower your standards, pal. I mean, <laughs> change what you do for entertainment. Yeah. Because this should be some just crazy, over-the-top monster fun. Yeah. And hopefully that is delivered in there. But I, you, audience members will know uh, by now because the review I will be putting before this because this is main content. So oh, there you go. Hopefully I've had nice things to say about it. Yay! This is going to be the most fun podcast I listen to because everything will be in reverse. Interesting. Because I wonder actually, if I liked it. 
I wonder if I liked it. Go, I might have to go back and listen yeah. to this show just I'll to go find back out and ask if I myself liked. if it was good. Well, I'll just save time. It was the best movie ever. Yeah. Until the next big movie comes out, which well, sure, you know. Which yes, we got a new X Men movie coming out next week. So ne- guess what next show is going to be? X Men. No way. Yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, my wife's dying to see it. I, I never did see that that other Wolverine For, movie. I need to watch that one. That was actually first. pretty good. Better than I expected. Way better than the first X Men Origins Wolverine. But I liked that, that one though. It was pretty cool. That was. Oh, okay. It has some problems, <laughs> you know, but uh, it was it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Had some good actings, but then you're like. Completely butchered this the Deadpool? story, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that. One of, yeah, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Yeah, so hopefully, this, well, of course, they've got to reset a lot of things they screwed up with X-Men 3. But, yeah, that's for next week. Woo! Woo! Okay. So, is there anything else we can say about Godzilla? Uh, it's Godzilla. It's got to be awesome. Sure. Now, here, here's an interesting little way to look at it. Okay, so at some point... The Americans decided we needed to make Godzilla versus King Kong because King Kong was like our American monster. Now, yeah. I've heard there's two versions of this. Like, Japan made one and Godzilla wins and the American version, King Kong wins. Have you ever looked into well, that? Well, actually, in the the only version I've seen, neither of them wins. They're fighting and, for some reason, lightning makes King Kong stronger. Fortunately, there just happens to be a storm while he's getting beat by Godzilla. Yeah, I don't know. They never actually... Ex- it's, yeah. Come on, it's Godzilla. What do you expect? Couldn't Godzilla just set him on fire? He's furry. Uh, he did, several Flammable. times. Flammable. Yeah, he just did. Dying That's how he beat him in the fight the first time in that one. Ah. But in that one, they, they're fighting, and they're both tearing each other up, and they fall into the ocean. And then there's sort of an earthquake, and then you see King Kong swimming off. So you assume Godzilla's still down there, but there never was really a winner. And there was actually a sequel to King Kong. That particular King Kong, too. <laughs> called King Kong Escapes. And I haven't seen it in, I mean, decades. But I believe there was a Mecha King Kong involved. Uh-oh. Yeah, our, my screen Oh, like, technology! We be recording, though. No! Yeah. Screensaver was trying to jump up. Because <laughs> I haven't touched my button in a while. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, this is computers. Technology, folks. One. Technology. I ain't touching his button, either. Yeah, yeah. that's probably a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to have to remember to rate this show as PG. Yeah, there you go. I apologize. <laughs> I am a terrible person. He should have said that as a disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I can now officially talk about all the carnage Godzilla will cause in the new movie. There you go. Yes, there was a large body count. He ate five people in the first five minutes. It was great. Best movie ever. Best movie ever. So now, that, the, where I was going with that is, okay, so... I didn't see it. Maybe I should check it out. I heard it wasn't that good. But Peter Jackson tried to remake King Kong. Yeah. Some people liked it. Some people thought it was terrible. I've seen the, the only one I've seen was the old Jeff Bridges one, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, considering now we have a good computer animated, you know, Andy Circus <laughs> version of King Kong, and now we've brought Godzilla back, what are the odds, you think, or if it was to ever happen, another King Kong versus Godzilla? I'm all for it. But, that would be awesome. Know. Who do you think would win that fight? Well, if you're going by the way they did him in the movie, uh, Godzilla, because he's going to be like six times bigger than King Kong. Yeah? They they sh- shrunk him a little bit for the new movie. It was actually a pretty decent flick. It was a little long. They tried to put more stuff from the book than there was in the original There's movie. There's a book of King Kong? Evidently. That's what I've read on the internet. I had no idea. Who knew? Because I've heard of Mighty Joe Or maybe it, was the, maybe it was the original script. It was stuff that they couldn't put in because of the special effects. Could be. That might have been it. But, yeah, it was actually pretty decent. I liked it. It was fun. I'll have to check it out one of these days. 
I just I was I was like, ooh, hey, this is gonna be cool. And then I was hearing a bunch of people saying, oh, that was one awful. of these days. Didn't it come out in like 2005? There's a lot of movies that are sitting up on that. <laughs> one of these days, I'm gonna sit and watch this. Nice. You call yourself a geek. And I'm just not a big movie buff. I have to have oh, real okay, incentive okay. to go anymore because it's like ten bucks. I understand that. So I was like, yeah, yeah, because you got kids. You go to if you take your family to a movie, you're spending yeah. like fifty bucks. Yeah, something just like for that. tickets. So yeah, I, you know, eventually you just get to where the old budget says, okay, do I really want to go? So now anytime I see a movie, it's like, okay, here's some of the Christmas movies, here's the summer movies, and then occasionally in between, there's like a big movie. Yeah. Know, like, oh look, Captain America's got another movie. I've got to be there. So yeah, for the most part, we only go for the great big ones. The rest of the time. Am I allowed to say bootleg on here? Uh, well, yes. We cannot confirm or deny the presence of bootleg films on they the internet. They may or may not exist on the internet, and I may or may not know a guy who could possibly be also named John, because he's me, downloads them. But probably not. Probably not. He Most probably, likely not. He wouldn't do that because no. he would set a bad example for I'm his a good children. Guy. That's right. That's right. And, That's right. And if I did do that, I would probably, I mean, theoretic, uh, hypothetically, hypothetically, I would explain that it is wrong. And then they would love watching them. So, yeah. Not yes. that I would do that. But if not I did, I would probably do that for all the movies I didn't want to spend money to see. Yeah, I have done that a few times. I'll check it out and I'll kind of say, well, let me watch some of it. And then if I, I'm thinking it's going to be good, then I'll go to the theater and I will nice. pay the money and watch it. But if I'm like, iffy. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the only other things worth downloading is TV series that they just don't seem to ever put out on DVD for you. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you'd release this, I'd go buy it. There you go. But if you don't release it, I'll go get it. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Song of the South. <coughs> oh, oh, what? Whoa, whoa. Uh, what? <laughs> Racist. <laughs> oh, yes. I know. That's... I may or may not have a copy of that at home myself. I may or may not have a copy and think it is a wonderful movie. <laughs> well, if we're going down that road, I mean, I may or may not have found a copy of Spider-Man two weeks before it came out. <laughs> and it took every ounce of... Uh, self-control I had not to brag about it on Facebook and offer everybody copies. <laughs> but you don't person. have that anymore. Yeah, you yeah, just, no, no, no. It was I, just there. I probably didn't have it to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, that's it. you wouldn't yeah. have had it, but you For just sure. saw that it was there. Yeah. So, but yeah, piracy's wrong, kids. <laughs> Jack Sparrow is not the hero he's supposed to be. That's right. He is a pirate. He hurts and maims people. Yeah, yeah. And if we really made Pirates of the Caribbean realistic, you know, uh, women were not really something that were enjoying their life with pirates not around. Not so okay? much. Well, uh, nobody except for the pirates really was. Yeah. Uh, pillage has a lot more going on than just tearing up your town. Yeah. So, but we're going to keep this, Boy, this busy. This show took a dark turn, didn't it? Yes, it did. Godzilla! Okay, Godzilla, <laughs> big monster. So, yes, we were comparing like uh, like a newer King Kong and a Godzilla. So, I'm, I can't stop saying Gojira now. That happens. So, yeah. So, it's better if you do it with the accent. Gojira! Gojira! There you go. So, which, uh, you know, there, there is kind of like a running kind of funny, even I think, even, uh, what was Lost World, the second Jurassic Park movie they have, where the T-Rex yeah, is marching through. I remember They that. even showed some Japanese people. Do you think they will have, perhaps, well, we'll know by the time we're actually at this point in the oh, show. Oh, if they don't, they're have, nice. have some Japanese people at least running around going, Gojira! I can't remember from the 98 movie if they did that. I have no idea. It's been a while since I've seen it. Other than the fisherman who's lying there going, Gojira, Gojira. <laughs> so, but it's just because we love the Japanese people, and they're the ones who created them and gave us this much fun. They love watching them running from a giant dinosaur. Yeah. Well, who so, doesn't, really? Who doesn't? So, and then speaking of giant dinosaurs, you know, hey, Jurassic Park 
whatever number is coming. Yeah, Jurassic World. Jurassic That's what World. They're calling it. So that will be like your follow up. So maybe between this, if everybody gets back in the movie before more, more Godzilla, we'll get it. Maybe another Godzilla movie, and maybe then we can have him fight King Kong again. <laughs> I'm all for it. I always wanted to I see... I was going somewhere with that, see? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. See, I went somewhere with that. I always That's wanted the segue. To see, I always wanted to see Godzilla fight Gamera. Gamera was the giant turtle with the tusks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would go into a shell and, and he'd spin around. <laughs> yeah. always wanted to see Godzilla fight Gamera, but I'm not even sure if it was the same company that made them both or not. I thought it was. I thought that, I thought that I was know that movie. I know Rodan was its own movie, and then Godzilla fought Rodan. Yeah. But... And then Mothra has spun off into its own movies. Mothra oh, yeah. is a benevolent giant moth. Yeah, he lives on, what, the Island of Happiness? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, the two little tiny chicks. That, ah, yeah, you know, yeah I, haven't seen, song. I haven't seen the entire thing, but it's like every once in a while, uh, I think it's Encore you or something will be showing. You and I'll, I'll, I'll see one of them on. I'm like, oh, hey, let me check a look. And uh, they'll be doing this happy summoning of Mothra. Oh, yeah, come out, always. Mothra. Now, I don't know, does Mothra kill other evil monsters or what? I know he's fought Godzilla uh, before. I know in uh, King Ghidorah, or Ghidra, however you want to say that, uh, they actually got Mothra over here to talk to Godzilla and Rodan. Oh, maybe just the two of them. To talk them into not fighting each other and fighting Ghidra instead. The three-headed dragon yes! alien monster. See, if you, if you yeah. explain what it is, I might remember, but I don't remember them all by name. Huh. Isn't that terrible? Communist. There's so I know. <laughs> There's so many different monsters they came up with that I can't keep them straight. I Heck, can't there was even uh, with the video game. Uh, golly, was was this on Xbox or? But they had the Godzilla King of Monsters. Actually, a pretty well made game. Well, they, and your backdrop would always be like this. There'd be a city underfoot or whatever, and you had like Godzilla and all oh, these different monsters. And you, yeah, it was a fighting game with giant I monsters. That. Yeah, they were they were using the monsters from the. Uh, the movies that they were making in the 90s more than the old ones. Yeah. Well, you could do I remember like that. that was awesome. Some of those. Yeah, I forgot about it. I didn't that. own a copy of it, but uh, my friend Josh had rented it and we played the Dickens out of that I, thing. My brother had it. Or it maybe was a button masher of a fighting game, but yeah. it was cool. It was like, it's a Godzilla. <laughs> and you could like smash the buildings that were around while, you know, pick up a building and throw it at the other monsters or something or smash the monster into buildings. And yeah. It, it, it was interactive. So you destroy the city and the other monster, leaving carnage in its wake. It was awesome. Yeah. Makes you want to be 12 again, don't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, this is the Neverland podcast. We oh, are, there you we, go. We stop at 12. We never grow up. We don't grow up here. <laughs> and I even just posted out today, which th- that'll date exactly when this is happening for anyone who's watching, but I just sent it out on Twitter and on Facebook through the official Neverland. Oh, by the way, Neverland PCAST is our Twitter. And if you just go to Facebook slash Neverland, Neverland podcast, yeah, the the, I didn't stick in there. Who needs the anyway? Uh, but anyways, if you saw today, I did post up a brief little thing. All podcasts, save one, grow up. There you go. Nice. Which now, if you don't know where that line has come from, where I've modified that from, then uh, you are not well read or have not seen enough Disney movies. <laughs> is that Hook? Wait. Well, it's mentioned in Hooks. So okay. We'll take that. But it is actually Yay. from Peter Pan. It's actually at the end of the book where, you know, all boys, all children, save one, grow up. I never read the book. Should read the book. Great huh. book. Actually, my oldest brother said the same thing. He yes. was reading. There's a whole series of them. Yes, he was I need to read the rest Peter of them. Peter and the Pirates or something like that. Yeah, there's Peter and Wendy. I think is the second one. Huh. Uh, I need. I, I've never actually gotten into the read of the any of the other ones. I do have a hard copy, hardcover copy of Peter Pan though. Nice. Well, now uh, bear in mind that ninety percent of the time when I say, "Yeah, I've read." What I mean is I've listened to the audiobook at work. Exactly. I've okay. done that a lot. I've, I've gone okay. through the audio sure of Peter Pan right? at least three times. <laughs> 
Actually, I just finished listening uh, to an old episode of a podcast called Brunch with the Brits that actually played an old BBC version of Peter Pan in four nice. episodes. Got to listen to that, and uh, that's where that line kind of came back into my head because, you know, at the end, it's it's, it's kind of the fun thing where even in the, uh, well, I guess it's the most recent movie that they actually put out called uh, it was a live-action Peter Pan where they had kind of the thing where it's like, oh, he's kind of like on the verge, but he just won't hit puberty, you know. So it's like he's got Tiger Lily here and Wendy over here, and they're kind of jealous between each other, but he's just not committing to any of the one because he really just don't care. Nice. Because he's just not going to grow up. So he has no interest. (laughs) And that's kind of like the frustration. And uh, so like at the end of like the BBC one, and I think this is even how the book ends, and which I think the play ends this way as well, is where Wendy has grown up. She has her little girl, Jane. And Jane has now run off but have an adventure with Peter Pan. And Wendy just reflects, well, all children save one grow up. Because no one can ever keep them. Yes, it's very poetic. (laughs) And so this is the podcast that never grows up. Nice. I like your style. So, anyways, I think we've, we've, well, we've covered, there goes the computer blank screen no! again. So, we've covered about a good near half hour of Godzilla and about any other topic. <laughs> a lot of just off ramblings. And, off you know. rambling. But as long as we don't ramble for an hour, I can fit this entire conversation into the show. Woo! So, <laughs> in closing, don't forget to visit our website, NeverlandPodcast.com. I've already mentioned the Twitter feed, but don't forget, at NeverlandP, the letter P, cast. Uh, and as Paul Berry commented, that is the letter, not the activity. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm liking that. I'm going to keep it. Because, hey, we're going, we've already gone PG at this point, so I can talk about P. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then, of course, at Facebook.com slash Neverland Podcast. Remember to rate us on iTunes and Stitchers. That way more people will find us. Uh, and we actually have a whole group of you. Hopefully a lot of you stuck around that are friends or fans of Window to the Magic and you came and you listened last week. Hopefully you've stuck around and enjoyed this show. And if so, tell your friends, tell your enemies, share the links from Twitter, from Facebook, share them all over the place. Uh, I love having more people. The more lost boys and lost girls, the merrier. Woo! Exactly how, you know, we can't, we cannot hold off those pirates for long without more help. Because <laughs> in Neverland, pirates are still evil, okay? We do not have Johnny Depp running around. Dang it! Yeah, we still have a nasty guy with a hook. <laughs> And last time we saw him, it was, oh, guess what? Segway back to where we talked about, I know what you did last summer, guy there with a the hook. There you go. Well done. See, never trust a guy with a hook, unless they play piano. Um, Tangled. Oh, okay. Oh, and you call yourself Dang a it. Disney geek. I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm ashamed. <laughs> we will get you a cone of shame later. Oh, okay. He Maybe. got that one, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Get smart. Yeah. No? Up. 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 Yes. Oh, the okay. Yeah, I'm really out of touch. You're over two. Uh, That's okay, but you, you, but you like Gojira. I do. I do. So that works. So we still give him cred for that. Okay. I'll try so, to be more interesting. I swear. All right. So tune back in next week when, as we mentioned, X Men will be the topic of the week. Woo, schnick. So do not forget keep your pixie in your pocket so you can yank her out, sprinkle her around anytime you need to in your adult life. Because, frankly, we need to do that pretty often because we have to deal with some serious crap. Totally. And I can say crap because I'm going PG on this show. No. So, yeah, so remember to sprinkle your pixie around. And I hope nobody had their kids listening is now mad at me. That would be awful. I'm sorry. Blame me. I'm pretty sure it's my (laughs) fault. And I have kids, so I know better. (laughs) I'm probably going to have to edit this show. Maybe I should. Yeah, darn. (laughs) Only when the computer went. Oh, yeah. Lucky. Yeah, "Yeah, and then. Oh, no, it went blank. blank. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, a screensaver would have been fun to pop up. I can't even remember. I think I got Disney pictures or something. 
Yeah, it didn't do it that. It didn't do that. It went just blank because it was still trying to record. Okay, but I should probably hit the stop button now. <laughs> I'm going to piece together a wonderful show and then probably release the uncut version later. Yeah, good luck on that one. Pal. Yeah. Okay, real quick, I'm going to go ahead and play the outro of the show right now like I normally would, but uh, if you want to stick around a little bit after the outro, I have made a promo that uh, I mentioned the promotions page. I've made an audio promo that I've sent out uh, right now to uh, Disney Indiana. I know they're going to be playing on their next episode, which will be in another week because uh, they go bi-weekly. I've also sent it out to Window to the Magic. I'm not sure if he'll use it, but some of you may have heard he did play a short bumper that I made for him. Uh, uh, but I did make this promo, and I want to be able to share it with you. Also, uh, I had to make a video for the Kickstarter campaign, and I'm going to share that audio as well. But I'll go ahead and put an outro of the show, so if you want to go ahead and just be done for this week and move on, uh, you can leave here at the outro and just enjoy the outro as you usually do. Uh, but if you want to stick around just to kind of hear these promos I've made, uh, I would like to share them with you, and I'll play them right after the outro. I'm Jeremy, host of the Neverland Podcast, found at NeverlandPodcast.com. This is my show on iTunes and Stitcher. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I plugged in my microphone and said, By the power of Neverland! I am a podcast! I became a mighty podcast host, and Neverland became... The Geest Podcast on the Internet. There are other things I feature besides Disney. Marvel, Thundercats, and He-Man. Together, we defend Neverlanders from the evil boredom of adulthood. <laughs> Last December, I started the Neverland Podcast, dedicated to keeping a childlike joy and innocence while remembering things we've loved since we were children. Well, one of these things we love is Disney, and their acquisition of two other of our loves, Star Wars and Marvel. Recently, I interviewed Paul Berry on the podcast, A Window to the Magic, and he hosts a wonderful event at Disneyland with a group called Friends of the Magic. They have a weekend event where podcasters from across the United States will gather to meet their listeners and host various activities around the park. Uh, have a certain cost for that shirt with a little bit extra and then try to raise money to send the Neverland podcast to Friends of the Magic. And I will go there. I will record everything I can. I will have so much content for the, sh for the show that uh, it'll be worth it for anyone who jumps on the campaign. But, of course, that all determines on getting this T-shirt ready to roll. But be paying attention, listening to the show. I will have this as quick as I can, and then hopefully it'll work out. And you know, even if I don't quite get enough money to get myself to the park, a lot of people will get a pretty cool T-shirt. So there you go. See, and if you do come out uh, to the event, let me know as soon as you know that you're actually going to make it, and that way we can set you up so that you can actually host an event. Because that's the big difference between Friends of the Magic and all these other. Um, you know, get-togethers that are happening is uh, this is actually, it's a gathering of Disney podcasts and their listeners, and the podcasters themselves host the meets. So let's just say, for you know, first thing in the morning we have the get-together, 
And then after that, we would take a ride on the Jungle Cruise, sponsored by Comedy Forecast. Well, as you've just heard from that podcast, I have the potential of hosting an event if I can get from Kansas City to Anaheim, California. Well, this is where I need your help. I can't afford the trip on my own, but if I go, not only do I get to meet some of you, the listeners, but I get to collect live audio and video of the event, and then I can share with you on the podcast all the audio, and I can create a DVD that I can send out to you, the listeners, so that you can experience the event for yourselves. So I really need your help, and I'm really excited about the potential of getting out there to the Friends of the Magic Meet in Disneyland. And uh, even if you can just pledge a little bit, you'll get a really neat t-shirt, which you will see the design on the page. And it is a very exclusive design that I've made specifically for this event. The usual salt attracted to the lure of this dark provision. But perhaps I'll misjudge you. Do you seek adventure? The cat master seek adventure! Do you seek a reputation as someone to be reckoned with? Do you seek treasure beyond your wildest dreams? Woohoo! Well, I don't come easy. Savvy? 